Welcome to the Two Geeks in a Microphone podcast, your one-stop shop for television, movie, video games, comic books, book reviews, and more. Now, without further ado, here's Stephen and Mike. Who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. Hello there. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. There we go. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to a special edition of the Two Geeks and a Microphone Show. We are so glad you were here with us for this special time. We've kind of been leading up to it and talking about it. So I am your co-host, Mr. Stephen Boster, along with my illustrious co-host, Mr. Michael Shanks. Mike, say hey to everybody. Good afternoon to all you geeks out there in Geekdom land. <laughs> and uh, if you're coming back to join us, thank you for coming back. Yep. So here's the dealio. So everybody, as we've said, we are having a special guest. We are talking about the Book of Boba Fett recap, but we're doing it with Boba Fett, a New Hope special edition guy himself, the man himself, Mr. Mark Anthony Austin. Let's bring him in. Say, hey, everybody, Mr. Mark. Hey, Mark. Yay. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> Good to have you back. <laughs> uh, Stephen, uh, I gotta correct you. You said you said his name incorrectly. It's Mark. What did I An- say? Anthony. Anthony. Yeah, but in England we pronounce it Anthony, or my right. mother did so. Well, that, the, that's right. that's the way Anthony Davis pronounced it all. Uh, yeah, C three PO. Anthony Anthony Daniels. I mean, C three PO. We're getting old. <laughs> Davis. Oh, Davis. How? Oh, how oh, can how can I mess up his name? <laughs> I apologize. Mark Anthony Austin, I I have great respect for you, so I apologize. Thank you for your patience <laughs> with me. <laughs> I just wanted to mess with Steven. <laughs> just call me Boba. I, I like that, too. We got Boba Fett. Now, now, we've had everybody, we've had Mark on uh, a couple of times before. It's been great. Uh, if you want to go back and do this, because those are a hoot. They're a blast. Even the last one was pretty funny. I, I Mark, I have to tell you, I, I've laughed with everybody because I said, oh, guys, you got to watch this episode. Because there's one part where Mark leans into the camera. We'll go. He goes, hey, nobody said I had to be sober for this, right? <laughs> I didn't see that anywhere written down. It's, it's That's true. right. It's true. That's I did right. not stipulate that anywhere. So. <laughs> Email, maybe. <laughs> so here's the – hey, everybody. Mark is um, – if you've seen, and many of us have, big Star Wars fans here, A New Hope, the special edition, specialized edition, that uh, in, the, in the scene where Jabba meets Han Solo in the docking bay, and then they come out, and then all of a sudden on the screen comes in Boba Fett – that is Mark. That's the man. Yeah. That's the man himself. Please yeah. listen to our first episode with him because he tells hysterical stories about other times he's donned the costume officially. Um, a big party at Lucasfilm, which was which was really funny. How he gets into the suit, how he got asked and all that. So it's great story. Um, but this is Mark, uh, Mark himself and a, a friend of the show and just a great all around guy um, who is actually a special effects artist uh, as well. Is that, is that how you print, you kind of say your job description? What's the best way to say your job description? 
I'm not sure because I, I, I work in VFX, so you know you could say that. But uh, I specialize in previs or cinematography. Mm. So really, it's designing sequences instead of the single shots. You can see my budgets in the background. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> They're always noisy in the morning for some reason, or running water. Anyway, different subject. Well, you're, uh, where were we? Oh yeah, yeah. You're quite so, the artist. I mean, previs. Yeah, I kind of uh, my my friends that know me uh, real well kind of like see you know all all the sides saying so kind of Renaissance, I guess Renaissance. I like mm. that. I like that. Kind of yeah. all rounder because I like singing. You know, I like acting. You know, right? And all the arts. I can't play music though. I wish I was a musician. Now wait a minute. Wait, don't a minute. you we just all. said you sing? You sing too as well? Oh, I love I love singing. Um, yeah. Okay, what style of singing do you like to do? Huh? What style of singing? By any means. But I like ballads. You like? Okay. George Michael, some good George Michael songs. Okay. Okay, everybody, we have totally dated ourselves right there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Love karaoke, though. Well, well, you're quite the I mean, artist. John, John, right? You know. Oops. <laughs> right. You're now, quite now, quite the I artist because I've I've watched some of your uh, your YouTube videos with you doing your art and stuff. Like I've I've seen the one where you were doing the Darth Vader. Oh, oh, that's beautiful, beautiful. Mm. So for our our audio listening uh, audience, Mark has got a paint. That's a painting, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, he has a painting of the uh, uh, probe droid from The Empire Strikes yeah. Back. Beautiful, he's beautiful. Got, he's a Sharpie and a pencil. Oh, sweet. Of Stormtroopers. That's oh. really good. Wow. Gorgeous. I love it. And then this is a self-portrait. Here we go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Yeah, self-portrait. I love it. I love it. <clears throat> that I looks like it's straight. I didn't. Why did you look at that? We'll get to that. We've been down that road. Go on. Amazing. (laughs) It's okay. I love it. So um, we are here to talk about Book of Boba Fett. We wanted to recap with you, and Mike is dying to get your opinions, your thoughts, your feelings about the show to interact with you. Being that you are – Really, you are our resident, for us personally, our resident expert on Boba Fett. You, I mean, obviously, it's been part of your career. You've kept up with them. A lot of fans want to talk to you about Boba Fett. And we thought, oh, I bet you, Mark, this was Mike. Mike's like, I know somebody who can give us really good insights about this show uh, in the in the <laughs> grand scheme of Boba Fett lore and stuff. And so Mike has some opinions, but he really wants to hear from you about the show. And that's what we're here for today for. Go ahead. Well. You, and you said just exactly that. You know, I've been invited because I jumped in the suit. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of well versed with both of us. I was the Boba Fett fan that got to be in the suit. But yes, my job is story. You know, true. So mm-hmm. yeah, what you're asking me to do is actually like in my professional opinion on the book of Boba Fett. So actually, you got double bubble here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell you how I would have made it as well. I changed mm-hmm. it. 
changed it a bit. And and I that's mm-hmm. exactly why I wanted you on here because I know that you are in the industry. So so you know the industry, you know it a lot better than we do. And and you're a huge Boba Fett fan on top of it. So that's just like the icing on the cake. Yeah. So you so, double bubble. Darn right. Double <laughs> bubble. Double bubble. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Every time we say double bubble, we're taking a drink. Oh. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Alfie, get me a drink. <laughs> wow, I wish R2 would bring me a drink. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you need that that's little thing funny. from uh, Jabba's Palace, you know. Oh, yeah, the little tray, the serving tray. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I I do have an R2 droid that I got from Galaxy's Edge. Um, Right now he's in his backpack, so I don't want to take it out. Um, And they they do actually have the serving trays for those R2s there. So I I could get one. (laughs) Right. But we have carpet, so he doesn't run real good on carpet. (laughs) Ah. Dang it. Yeah, yeah. He, he's not as big big as the real one. So, <laughs> so right. should we dive in? Let's yeah. dive in. Yeah, dive let's... into the the B, the Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> I, right I am on. dying to get your opinions on this because I, so, I, I know you mean. What's that? Of the title of the show. Oh, we can go into that. <laughs> Well, first off, first off, we always like to give our overall review before we start hitting different details. Yes. Um, yes. Right. Okay. Okay. So, I think because a lot of people, you you have to rewind back to the last episode of second season Mandalorian because that's where you had this uh, whole thing. So remember, you just seen the whole thing with Luke. You know, end of that titles. Oh, run. Yes. Good call. Can we get this? So, for me. I don't know about you guys, but for me, all I was thinking at that point was, I just want more of the same. How can they go wrong? True. How can they go wrong after season uh, episode, uh, episode six? How can they go wrong after that, then seven and eight, you know, whatever? I, I wish he was a bit more featured in eight. I wish he'd done more than just drop them off, basically, or leave the you know, deep decoy. But after that, I was just like, give me more. Like, I couldn't see, yes. I couldn't see anything. Yes. Anyway, you go, you go. Well, we, we normally try. We normally rank. So I, I want to rank the season as a whole. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So uh, out of five. Yeah, out of one, yes. one to five. One being terrible, five being the most awesome. And we usually pick something significant to use as a rating from the show as a rating. Uh, so what what do we want to use for for the entire season of Boba Fett? <laughs> my my opinion is. You want to do rancors? We can do yeah. rancors. You're the guest, so Mark, That's you say it. rancor. We do rancor. All right. Uh, so <laughs> my my ranking for Boba Fett season one, the entire season, I would give it a four out of five. I, I really, really enjoyed the season a lot. I thought there was a lot of uh, good moments with Boba Fett. Not that it doesn't have its issues. There are definitely issues, and we'll get into that, and I definitely want to hear your take on that. Um, but overall, I really enjoyed the season. I, I really liked it. All right, Stephen? Okay. All right. All right. Rancors, I give it out of the season as a whole, because there were some great points that just blew my mind. Yeah. Um, I would, I, I could easily go four out of five. 
uh, yeah, four out of five. I want to go more because I, there's some parts that I really enjoyed that I really thought were great that I wish they had done more with and blah, blah, blah. We can get into that. But I give it four out of five Rancors. Um, there were, again, there were some things that I just really enjoyed. Uh, I love the introduction of certain characters. I don't want to go into too much detail here. Um, there are some parts like the Power Rangers that I didn't enjoy. <laughs> um, that that I was like, well, that doesn't fit. That doesn't quite fit yeah, the area, maybe. Yeah. What'd uh, you say, Mark? I said that's a whole discussion in itself. <laughs> you ain't kidding, right? That's a whole nother hour we don't have for. But anyway, I was just teasing. So I give four out. Of, I give four out of five rancors. What was your score, Mark? What would you say? Mine's exactly the same. Mine's four out of five. Nice. And I would say to anyone that is going to air on the three to f- out of five. Watch the whole season again because those breaks of a week on top of a disruptive narrative made it super disruptive. So you watch it again, the whole thing, like binge watch it. I did it in a, like the, yesterday, a week ago. Oh, nice. Whole thing, whole thing. And, it, and that way it plays. That's when it makes okay, it's much better than I thought originally. That week between hurt the season. Mm. Hurt the, and so anyone that's not done that, Watch the whole thing and see if you don't change your uh, bump out to a four. Now that is good. I like that. That's a great idea. I'll admit, Mark. I thought it changes. It's different. It's different without having to wait that whole when it's just going backwards and forwards without that break for episode to episode. Yeah, this part's still with the the dust free mods. Yeah, but. You were up here, and, and the reason I wouldn't give it a five is because I would give Mandalorian season one and two a five, and this wow. didn't it didn't fulfill me to the same degree that that okay. series did, and I I I think I completely understand why they, I think I understand what what they did to this series to hurt it. I think that it was always intended to be a Mandalorian season three. And then they kind of wanted to expand on probably something that was going to be an episode, kind of a flashback for Boba Fett or something. Okay. And then it became Book of Boba Fett. Ah, okay. And and that's why we have. But if you watch it like way through all the way through, the other thing you don't miss, you don't quite miss Boba Fett as much because it isn't a whole episode. It just suddenly goes into what the man is doing. He comes to tattooing, and you kind of forgive it. That's true because we had almost watch, two yeah, full episodes. It's different, different rating. Right. Well, yeah, we almost had two full episodes with without Boba Fett. You know, because we had uh, let's see, it was seven episodes, so that would have been episode six with Luke Skywalker and mm-hmm. no Boba Fett in that whatsoever. In fact, we had the Mandalorian. But because you got Luke, you don't kind of don't miss Boba anyway. But it's not you have you're not waiting a week for an episode that he's absent from. Right. Disappointed. Well, and I, I wasn't, I wasn't I was. disappointed with either of those episodes. They, they were, no, no, I wasn't. I was disappointed. Fantastic. In, I expected him to feature in every episode of a series yes. where named after him. Agreed. Agreed. Yes. Yeah. When the show's named yeah. after you, you, you should be in every episode. I agree. Yeah. I would have rather it be called Tales of Tatooine or something. The Sands of Tatooine. Right. Uh, uh, Brothers of Tatooine. That there you go. Good. Because they Because <laughs> now they've got this, um, you know, they've got their brothers now. 
So he's yeah. going to have to be in season three of Mandalorian. So this is kind of season 2.5 Mandalorian, really. I agree. I agree. Right there. Well, yeah. and I, I think all these shows are going to connect like this. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So 4.5. 4.5, <laughs> and it deserved it, but it just didn't give you the fulfillment that I got from the other two. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're giving it four and a half. Give it you're giving it four and a half Rancors then. Oh, could we do halves? Sure. Half a Rancor? Oh yes, we can do halves. We, yes, I've Steven yes, started that, so yeah, we can do halves if you want. I don't know, I don't know, and I, I'll tell you for why. It's because when I, when I when it came to the beginning, when I was ready for season uh, episode seven, mm-hmm. my thoughts were you have to deliver this episode. Oh, I agree. Because because of the absence, uh huh. You better yes. deliver, and and for me they did. Oh, but right again, if I had had. Uh, I wanted to, to see Boba Fett show why, like like Dinjarin did on in episode six of season two. two. Yeah, when he goes to the prison ship. Well, no, season one. Oh, that's season one. And yeah, shows, that's season, that's season one. What, what, why Mandalorians have that reputation. And uh, I just wanted to, if he's going to get his butt kicked in the beginning like he did a bit, in and out of the back to tank all the time. I wanted him to come full circle and really kind of show. And again, I got it on the last episode. Yes. But I was really hoping to see more of his doing what he did when he got Slave One. Well, that that last episode, uh, I ended up getting something in Star Wars I never dreamed I wanted. But so we got. Sarlacc. What? What? The Sarlacc. Yeah. Well, the, the yeah, the yeah, the Rancor. And and it oh. was like a kaiju, you know, <laughs> you know, attacking yeah. the, the rancor attack. Right. Yeah. It, it yeah. felt like a Godzilla or King Kong, you know. And I I never thought I wanted that in Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love that mixture of uh, like the thought of how this is going to move oh. in an intimidating way, rather than lumbering. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was nothing like he was in Return of the Jedi, or well. Yeah, no, that, that's what I'm saying. They did deliver. Okay. But as a, if I'm looking at the whole season, because I had mm-hmm. to wait for that last fulfillment a little bit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's why I'll keep it at four. Now, I well, got I was su- go ahead, Mike. I, I got to say, Mark, I, I thought you would rank it lower just by our last conversation. Because um, our, our last conversation, you were very upset that, that Boba took off his helmet so much. Yeah. All right. Right, and but my brother, my brother had a really good point. So I, after that, I, I wish I could have retracted it. Oh, hey, had really you're here point. now. You're here yeah. now. <laughs> he had a really good point. He said, he said, dude. He said, you know, he spent all this time with the Tuscans. You know, he's not as dependent on the concealed, like hide, you know, hiding behind his armor or his helmet. He's much more used to. He's lived all that time. With them, that's why. Uh, in when in the season, I would have I wouldn't have chopped around, jumped time to time. I would have just done like four episodes just with the Tuscans. I would have had that just not no four flashbacks, n- none of that. Oh, okay. The beginning, I would have had it, him come out of the Sarlacc, meets the Tuscans, does all the stuff with the Tuscans for four episodes. I want more of that. I want more of that. I wanted more, and they, and I they agree. killed him. Like, God, 
I wanted more of that. You could have done at least another episode for me. I anyway. loved the whole Tuscan storyline. I thought it was mm-hmm. great, and you know, I I loved how we were learning all this different lore on the Tuscans yeah. that we'd never gotten before. Um, I mean, I've gotten some lore from the Kenobi series by John Jackson Miller, and we've we've had John on the air too. So go back and listen to the John Jackson episode. Uh, that, okay, that's a great one. Um, but his his Kenobi uh, book is fantastic. But he did not go into some of the things that they went into with the Tuscans in here. And I loved it. I loved the buildup of it and how we found out there were different tribes and different yeah. tribes did things differently, which makes sense. I mean, it's it's almost like Indian mm-hmm. tribes, you know, uh, yeah. different different Indian tribes reacted differently to, to settlers and such. So, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed that. I was hoping that they would meet another tribe and you'd see more of that, you know? Yes. Just, that yes. would have been fantastic. Be like, spoon feed me this. I just, like, <laughs> I, I would have been really happy with half a, half a season. That, that would have made a fire for me. Well, mm-hmm. just the Tuscans, then go into when it comes out. But uh, I also would have made the transition, the, the point of deciding – you know what? I'm not going to do the bounty hunting anymore. I wish he'd kind of like gone into a bounty hunt. We've seen that, seen him kicked ass, but he's putting his life on the line for some schmuck that just is, he's an expendable asset for. And he, at that point, realized it and think, you know, why am I doing this? And, and you know, and I, for me, I would have just liked that if they'd done it that way around and then played out the whole spaghetti Western ending the way they had it. You know, I, I, I love mm-hmm. that. Feel. Oh, we'll, we'll get a little bit of the spaghetti western. We'll we'll, we'll come back to that definitely. <laughs> That's my favorite part. So my just FYI, Mark, my dad brought me up on spaghetti westerns to teach me life lessons. So I love spaghetti <laughs> westerns. I do too. I grew up a very small kind of just being fascinated by westerns anyway. But spaghetti westerns, just I mean, Clint Eastwood for me was you know he was my Boba Fett before Boba Fett. That, oh, I like that. Yes, oh, that's, yes, yes, that's yes. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I never understood why they call it spaghetti westerns. Wait, because why? it's shot, it's in, Italy. shot in Italy. Yeah. Uh, Italian directors. And okay. Cool I'm, crew. So, I'm dumb. All right. <laughs> I, I, hey, Leone. <laughs> there we go. Okay. <laughs> Malta <Ben. laughs> It's the man with the no name. That's who we're seeing. You look, you look <laughs> you're looking kind of skinny. No problem. You look kind of skinny. Eat some, eat some spaghetti. <laughs> oh gosh! Nice. So I'm sorry, nice. Mike. Anyway, before we get to the the our spaghetti western section, you were saying. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um. Well, okay. I was just going to ask Mark. Uh, how did you feel about the whole? You know, because he comes in and he immediately says, I'm taking over as as the the crime lord, the crime boss or whatever. But then he never really explains that. You know, we we never get an explanation of why he wants to be, quote unquote, the crime boss. And he never really feels like he's actually the crime boss. (laughs) Right. So if you had my idea where you had an episode where he does go back to his profession and realize, you know, and in doing so, he goes through a grueling time. Realizes he's getting on in years as well. You know, he's getting older True. inside the army. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, maybe the rancor did mess up. Uh, the rancor, sorry. Sarah <laughs> did mess him up a bit. You know, it made the acid, you know, maybe just kind of started questioning stuff at that point. It had that time with uh, uh, Tuscans, gets his armor back, you know, goes on a, 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 a boat bounty hunt, and then realizes his heart's not in this anymore. He's changed, man. Changed from the Tuscans. Like, like it, it just seems very. Uh, it seems like he's his age is catching up with him, and so at that point, thinking, you know what? Why should that schmuck be in in the palace? You know, maybe it's a job for him. Maybe it's a job for right. him. Right, goes, goes badly, and he's like, you know what? I'm taking your comes back, and that's what what we see is the close up at the end of season two Mandalorian. Nice, right? Nice. Mm-hmm. The I love that. Scene. I love that. And, and then it gone into whatever it went into. Mm-hmm. I, if I if I I'd love to have done it that way. If I if I could remake it, you know. I like it. I like that because I just didn't feel like they expanded enough on the whole crime boss thing and and his his connection to Tatooine and and Mos Espa and why he you know feels connected to these people and how he wants to protect them so much. I just didn't get a sense of that. You know what I mean? Um, I think they could have done a better job with that. I, th- I think I think this is why we we've not given it the five. I think the right. gap is because we have to now live with a, a different Boba Fett than the one we had. Right. Agreed. We now, kind of miss the old Boba Fett a bit. Well, now, okay, I, a little I, bit. No, I agree with you. I, I, you know, all through this, I was wanting to see the Boba Fett we've always imagined, and I, I, I think we got glimpses of that through through this. <laughs> You know, yeah. we want that Boba Fett who went out and kicked ass and, you know, uh, Stephen, I just, you, you'll have to use the explicit again. <laughs> I got to use the E. I got to use the E tab I now in posting. Ass. Anyway, uh, so, but there's a part of me that says, okay, so like you said, Boba Fett is now in his, his elder, getting into his elder years and he's getting older. So we're going to see a point where he, he, he's wanting to change and he's not wanting to be the kick-ass bounty hunter that he used to be. He, you know, he wants, he wants to settle down more. So, so there's part of me that's accepted of that because technically we got that in Mandalorian. Cause if you think about it, Mandalorian is Boba Fett. That's the Boba Fett we wanted. That's it. That's you just said it. Right. Yeah. So you, not sure. so you couldn't have two shows of the exact same character running against each other. You know, that that's I think that's why we're seeing the change in Boba Fett. But that's why I would have been happy with just one episode. Agreed. One episode <laughs> in the book of Boba Fett where you see Boba Fett really going to do what he did in episode six of the last season that we had, you know, like oh I want more of that, you know. And if we, if I had one episode where he did all that, but at the end of it, he because he, he did all that, and he's like, "Is this worth it?" You know, the he's like he's exhausted, spent at the end of it. You know, really spent, and, and mm-hmm. maybe a bit beaten up as well. Where he has to, that's why he has to jump in the back to hang and get all that. You know, right? But yeah. if if they just done one episode, it wouldn't have been a, a rerun. It would have been his version. He does things a little bit differently. We saw that in the final battle. Mm-hmm. They, they move differently, yet coordinated, but a little bit differently. Though but he's a bit more aggressive and a bit more, 
you know, Maori kind of, you know. Oh, yeah, we got that moment. Where, you know, the Clint Eastwood is, you know, more Dinger in. So it's Clint Eastwood right. and the Maori version of, of him. Yeah, we, we got that moment that we saw in season one of Mandalorian when we first see Boba Fett. And he's he got that, you know, he gets that crazy look in his eye and he just goes to town on the stormtroopers and bashes their their uh, helmets in and all that stuff. We got that same moment in the season finale because as soon as he did that, I went, oh, he's got the look in his eye. This is yeah, this is Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. We call that the eye of the tiger. I am tiger. <laughs> uh, it's all right. So, um, no, that's good. I, I appreciate your insight. Um, do you think, though, I mean, the whole journey with the Tuscans, which I loved, I, I adored that whole thing. Uh, and I was heartbroken, heartbroken when uh. they all got killed. I just, um, I, I do you think it was that situation that possibly caused the transition? They just didn't storytell it well enough or they didn't they didn't verbally say this is what it is that made him change from being a bounty hunter to someone who wants to take care of people or or watch over people or have his own tribe now now that he lost that tribe yeah that that's why i would have given half the season to them so that you you don't just establish it but you really establish it and because you're not right. jumping forward in time we have the whole of that oh, right quoted to just them so we get twice as much and we see the slow learning that he goes through and and we see the the, the, the steps and, and those in themselves would have been just like magnificent to witness you know yeah. and you know mm -hmm. and his adaptation to the being a, you know the master of the guffy stick and, and, and yes yes you just see just that stuff where it was like wow he doesn't need his armor he doesn't really need it but with it mm -hmm. i mean he's got the best of both worlds in some ways like right. mm -hmm. you know it would have been so you know that that's why I said that about the four half four episodes just for them. Um, mm -hmm. It would have just really given you, and that is why he changed. But you wouldn't know you necessarily changed until you're doing the same thing you've always done and loved, and it's different for you. So say again, mm, I would have had an episode where he goes into a hunt, picks up where he goes. Maybe he's got Fennec with him by then, and they both go in. And so we, so the, the slave one rescue is their second job. And at the end of it, after the second job, that's why it's by the campfire. He's like, you know what? I, why are we working for these guys? You know? Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Why should we? Mm -hmm. you know, and so, so, so what you're saying though, is they, they could have done more to develop that mm. transition. Fennec and Boba's bond. That, mm -hmm. that they've been through a couple of things together where you think, wow, he, he, he can really trust her. She, sa he, she saved him a number of times, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and then, in the, the, you know, so when they fly away after, again, the, the slave one, and she says, and he says, where can I drop you? And he goes, well, where are you going? And you're like, yeah, right. All this build up and then and you know what they're going to do then and then you see them go up to bib and you see them do that i wish we'd seen all that stuff right. unfold i don't know i just I, I, they really and i think why they did it this way is because they thought maybe the stuff that happens afterward all the politics bit is going to be a bit boring so let's pepper it in with the more interesting 
and, and interplay the two things run alongside each other. But because we were already trying to do their time jumping around and fit it into, okay, this is the original trilogy and that's the Mandalorian. And we're already trying to do fit it into what we know as history. Right. It's just jumping around. And with that week break between each episode, just m- m- blew this up and made it like, whoa, whoa. okay, where am I? I'm, okay. It's after the song. Right. <laughs> that's kind of how I felt with the, the Witcher season. The other, one. Way, around. The other yeah. way around. I, I sort of laid out the same story, but a bit differently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, not changed the story, just told it a bit differently and given more time to the test. Mm-hmm. You know, I speaking of the timeline and being confused where you are in the timeline, I remember when Solo came out and we went to see Solo and at the very end you you see Darth Maul appear and I'm you know, I'm a big Darth Maul fan too. And and I'm like, "Oh, cool, Darth Maul." And then I looked at my wife, you know, I'm the big Star Wars fan in the house. And I looked at my wife and I go, where the hell are we in the timeline? <laughs> I was so confused. I'm like, wait a minute. Should he be here? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's what I was doing in my head. I'm like, what? Huh? <laughs> Does this work? <laughs> so. Yep. Well, the witch. when I watched The Witcher season one on Netflix, and I love The Witcher series and stuff, I I found myself discombobulated with the timeline. Going, now, wait a minute. Okay, they're going back. Where are we? And, and granted, when it all comes together and you've seen it all and you know, oh, that was kind of cool. But in the process, it wasn't that much fun. And yeah. I, that was kind of the same here. That's why I, I repeat that if you go back and watch the whole thing in a row, you have a completely different appreciation of the story as a a whole gotcha. and it plays much smoother so it isn't as disjointed i still would i still would have preferred it the other way around uh, but when you watch mm-hmm. it without that week between between disrupting mm-hmm. your your viewing mm-hmm. you kind of like see the story unfold in a in a the way it was intended like much more clearly do you, do you th- do you think that's why we're sending a lot, seeing a lot more people binge watch shows rather than doing the the serial week you know here's the next week here's the next episode because um, my my wife isn't a um, a fan of the recaps, whereas I am. Because that week between, you're like, oh yeah, I kind of vaguely remember what Dexter did last week, you know? Yeah, <laughs> right. But then you kind of like takes you like five minutes of it. Oh yeah, and then something you see something and it reminds you of last week, whereas you would have had that recap, you know. So mm-hmm. I kind of like recaps. Also, recaps are pretty well structured where they show you stuff from episodes back that are relevant right. to stories. So I, I like that too. Um now as far as binge watching versus watching it week to week, I'm I'm mixed on it. Um you know I, all three of us were we grew up in a time where there was no such thing as binge watching. You know I I remember days as a kid, you know, like uh I was a big Dukes of Hazard fan and you know Dukes of Hazard every Friday night, Friday night seven o'clock Boom, I'm in front of the TV watching CBS, catch the General Lee, right? But I also remember, you know, I'd be at my friend's house, and I'm like, oh, gosh, i got to hurry up and get home. I'm going to miss the Dukes. You know, and if you missed an episode, you yeah. missed it. You didn't see it. Right. You didn't see it. The, the only chance you got. Reruns. Right. The, well, the, they would rerun the season in the summertime. Because in the yeah, summertime, yeah, yeah. it'd be the off season. So if you missed an episode, you got to be like, okay, I got to try and catch that during the reruns in the season. And then if you didn't catch it, you didn't see it. 
That was it. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. there's part of me that's like, look, y'all are just babies. You know, you don't you, you don't understand how television's watched. But then, so, but then those those um, series they worked as single episodes. Sure, sure. Each one, like Six Million Dollar Man or whatever it was, you watched it and had now we're really dating ourselves. Starsky and Hutch, you know, you watched it and that was the episode. So you, yep. there wasn't any con- continuity to worry about. You didn't have a flow, right? That's you true. Didn't mm-hmm. see that whole, you didn't see that whole story, so you missed the story there. Like. True, true. Mm-hmm. So it's, that it's is true. From, so it was a different kind of loss because something in its entirety, one whole chunk that worked. You'd been you'd, you'd miss because you hadn't been there. Now, now, because yeah, that was like a a team. I remember a team. Oh. Each episode was contained, and I, yeah, and I sure. think it's been a recent phenomenon within the last decade that a whole season would have a story arc, story arc, for, yeah. right? With yeah. smaller stories for each week, but there was one overarching story. Then sure. you'd wrap it up with the finale, kind of a thing. Now there that's, are that's exactly Mandalorian though, season one and two. Sure, yeah. They did it. Oh, that's why we loved it because we could relate to it. We caught our self-contained stories. Oh, he lands on a not a planet because he's run out of fuel, or has to crash land, or something. Something happens. Has to leave the planet at the end of the episode. So now, the, 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 the that planet happened. It was very much like the old series. Sure, that's now a we, good thought. Now we got two episodes that were self-contained in Book of Boba Fett. We got the Mandalorian episodes. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Which which technically was Mandalorian season three, <laughs> yeah. but I think because we had two through lines that we kept jumping between, right. that was the that was the, for me the I could keep right. up with it, but it it required work, and you really want to just be taken on a a journey. Now, right. there are some series that, like me and my wife, we we want to binge watch. You know, my wife she'd binge watch anything pretty much. Um, and, but there are some things that she and I watch together and, and we, we will binge watch those, you know, um, like for instance, uh, the crown, the crown comes on, we'll watch almost the entire season. We both love the crown. Um, fantastic show, but, uh, stuff like Mandalorian book of Boba Fett. Now I, as a podcaster (laughs) appreciate it as a week to week thing. Because yeah. I want to, I want to stop. I want to digest it, you know, and talk about it, and so on and so forth. But I, I do see your value of, you know, where you say it's a value to go back and rewatch it as a whole. And, and so I, I'm going to do that too. I'm and now I did do that with Mandalorian. I did binge Mandalorian after it was completely done and rewatch it. So I just hadn't had the time to do that with Boba Fett yet. So I will do it though. I will say, Mark, I, I do like how you called it Mandalorian season two point five, right in the <laughs> middle of Book of Boba Fett. Um, so true. I I, I I understand. I told Mike this before. I said, you know, I I understand why they did what they did because you know you wanted to see Mandalorian with Boba Fett in the finale, so you had to say how he got there. Sure. I get that. And all, but I was surprised that it was two full episodes that hardly had anything to do with Boba Fett. Um, and and I was like, okay, where's Boba? You know, this is Book of Boba Fett kind of a thing. So, I I, I it was season two point five. 
Now, but hey, the best thing, best thing is that now we kind of guaranteed that they're best buds. So I'm waiting for as much Boba Fett goodness as I can get in season three of Mandalorian. So. Mandalorian yes. season three. Uh, yeah, we, we have the buddy cop series with, with Mando and Boba. <laughs> Starsky right. and Hutch. There you go. Right. Well, uh, we got Boba and Finnick, so I, I'm interested to see how things go with the two of them. And all, but I do think it was kind of funny in the whole series how here's Boba Fett, here's Finnick. He's like, uh, I'm gonna be the, I'm gonna be the, what did they call it, the Crime Lord? What did they call him? Oh, like, uh, uh, Daimu. Daimu. Yeah, yeah Daimu. And then at the end, he's like, I don't like bowing. You know, I'm thinking, <laughs> well, <laughs> come yeah. to the territory. I, I love Fennec's response though when he goes, "Why are they all bowing?" And she goes, "It's better than them shooting at us." <laughs> No, I think he's he's kind of like it's an adjustment period where he has, as you said, embraced that more kind of feeling like he has to take care of somebody. He's, he gets that, and you know, he's he's a man of honor, which he's always wanted. Uh, I love I love the fact that he said, "You believe all that banter fodder," and he's like, "I do." And he goes, "Good," and I thought that was just him saying "good" was like ah affirmation that he's an honorable person, and we saw that in season two of The Mandalorian, anyway. Right. With his like, I'm no, I'm with you to, through this. You know, I owe you now. Right. So we knew he was a man of honor, and we thought that was kind of cool. And so I really like that. But at one point, he says to Fennec about, uh, he goes, I, I, "I'm not short on coin, and I'm not short on muscle." You know, mm-hmm. and this is they, they get the mods. Oh. <laughs> if I if I'd done it, if I'd done it, yes, yes. If you, I want to hear this. I would have hired all of the people I know are badass bounty hunters like Dengar and Bosk and Zuckus for Lom and IGATA. I would have done the whole crew. All of them would have been there at that for that finale, you know, blazing, mm-hmm. blazing with some you know, even more you know, guys to have to shoot. It would have been like that. I would have swapped them for the mods. I wholeheartedly agree with you. All through the season, I kept saying, when are we going to see the Empire Strikes Back bounty hunters? And we saw so many Trandoshans through this. And I I still stick with what I said with the Trandoshans. They don't wear boots. I hate that. (laughs) I want my Trandoshans with three toes and big claws. That's the way Trandoshans are. Dave Filoni and John Favreau, if you're watching, please take note of this. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sorry, but I, I don't understand. We have all these Trandoshans, and we don't see Bosk. Why? Why the heck did they not bring Bosk back? Yeah, I, I just uh. now we did get Kersantan, and he was fantastic. Oh, yeah. yeah, great addition. I, I having your own Wookiee friend, you know, because I have a Wookiee, a big black <laughs> one as well. He's big and he's black, and you know, we call him Santo now. <laughs> but, uh, having your own Wookiee and your own Rancor, I mean, we, that's what I'm saying. They they deliver. <sighs> you got his Wookiee buddy. You got uh, his pet Rancor that he's riding. You know, they they that's, that they really did deliver on that last episode, but. Just mentioning back to the mods, I think the only thing that would have made them more accepting to me is if they just thrown some dust on their <laughs> clothes and bikes. <laughs> if they just if they had dust on them, 
Just like every everything else in the background behind uh-huh. and they're right. kicking up on those on those scooters. But yet all mm-hmm. their clothes they, like it's been someone's gone on with a lint brush. Right. Like, Come right. on. <laughs> just just we, make them dusty and I would be as accepting of these guys as I would any of the uh, Moss um uh, Esper. No, no. Mm-hmm. What was the one uh uh the the little town, Freetown. Oh, I forget the Helgo. name. Of Helgo. Well, yeah. Helgo. Like, you're, you're accept, accepting of all those town folk. Because mm-hmm. it's just dusty. And, and, They're dusty. You know, dust right. in those months, and I would have been not as hard on them. Right. And who was it? Was it was it Paul Bateman? Bateman on his Facebook page said, <laughs> no zippers. Yes, yes. <laughs> One of the characters had a zipper in their costume. And he's yeah. like, no zippers. Well, Paul, Paul Bateman is—he's always calling. If if he sees zippers in Star Wars, he calls it out. But you know, Paul is a set designer, and and he's very conscious about the uh, um, the costumes and such. And there was an original. There was a rule in the original Star Wars that no no visible zippers or snaps or you know things like that. That those things shouldn't be visible. So him as a set designer and he's done some work for for uh Lucas Films and you probably know this too Mark that that's just supposed to be a no-no so yeah he's going to call him out on it. <laughs> well, Lucas went, well Lucas went one step further in that he had that rule about no zips and pops and whatever and fasteners but he also uh, stretched uh, a lady's pantyhose across the end of the camera. And to diffuse the picture just a bit more, so you just lost that crispness, and were more forgiving of the details. Oh wow, that's neat! When we made the special edition, we had to make a, a, a computer equivalent to take the, the add a little bit of grain to the picture, so it matched the footage that we were cutting it. So between. did you did you call that a pantyhose filter? <laughs> yeah, the digital pantyhose filter. Wait a minute. Is that is that why George Lucas told Princess uh, told Carrie Fisher there's yeah. there's no underwear yeah. in space? Maybe. Because <laughs> he needed to put them on the George. cameras. George. <laughs> it was the seventies, you know. True. True. Very true. Time. time. You know, I I just I, I just got to watch your uh, you you posted your video of you doing the the blue screen test. For your walk-on uh, appearance, for oh the, yeah, 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 yeah. I just watched that. That was that was great. That was good stuff. And, yeah, and and the the guy directing it drinking what six seven coffees. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, Steve Williams. Uh, but have, have you seen this book? Am I allowed to show this book? Yeah, as Ooh. far as I know, because we're not selling this. Very cool, Boba Ooh. Fett's costumes. Well, I have to show you because I'm in it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Page 99. <laughs> oh, nice. Finally, get some recognition. Very cool. Nice. Awesome. Is that a new book? Did that just come out? Yeah, it's uh, it's all the reference picks you could ever want. Oh, beautiful. Want costume or, you know, if you have a model kit, it's just all the picks. Who is the, who, who's the author? Oh, oh, that's nice. So Stephen Coleman. Stephen yeah. Coleman. Okay. Read the book. I'm going to have to check that. I'm going to have to see if I can Like find the it. ultimate Boba Fett reference book. Oh, that's For costumes and stuff. Well, Very I know cool. I know the uh, 
the art book for season two of Mandalorian just just hit the shelves, and I need to pick that up because I got I got season one, as, which is a fantastic book too. I, I love the art in that incredible, beautiful art. So that looks great though. I'm going to have to get a copy of that. We're going to have to get it sent to you so you can autograph it. <laughs> I can't wait so, for okay. the, the artwork book from the movie I'm working on now just because, you know, working in previews, you uh, are referring to a lot of the uh, viz dev from the visual development uh, department and mm-hmm. looking at the artwork and, and just the artwork I'm looking at the working on right now. I can't wait for the Ultraman movie when it has a, a, a book coming out. Oh, hey Ultraman! That's do, oh, it's okay. Do Do you know uh, when? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my pet rancor tomorrow. I've got a pet rancor as well. <laughs> Damn boy! Yeah, there it is. I love it. I, I won't land on screen. It's too big. <laughs> How do you fit him in the house? <laughs> I see his little brother behind you. You sure I, are. I repair him anyway because he, he broke on his fingers. Oh, no. Yeah, you can, you can see the pink inside the pink sculpey in my armature. He's got wobbling. So I have to mend him. So while I'm mending him and Maybe recommend the back of the base. I might put a Boba Fett on the back with the the chain at the front, the little chain. Oh, there. yeah, yeah. You that should do that. You it was in his so nose, wasn't it? I, I think. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> oh, you should so do that. That would be so cool. So, okay, we we got to get to one of my favorite moments in in yeah. in uh, Book of Boba Fett. We have the appearance, the first live action appearance of. My other favorite bounty hunter, Cad freaking Bane. <laughs> what that was, that was that was really cool. That was like good, good and badly ugly as well. Oh yes, yes, very much, yes, very, very much. much so, well, I was it Van Cleese, Van Van Cleese, Lee Van Cleese, Lee Van Cleese, Lee Van Cleese. Lee Van Cleese. Yeah. That's it. Well, I, I thought it was the same hat. As Lee <laughs> it Van might Cleese. have been. <laughs> I, I just recently saw that Dave Filoni actually did model Cad Bane after him. So, mm-hmm. and that's something Stephen had called out on one of our previous episodes too. That's but, you know me and spaghetti westerns. You know, I'm just saying. No, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. So, so Mark, what did you think about the whole Cad Bane introduction and what happened with Cad Bane? What were your thoughts about that? Well, I I don't think he's dead for one thing. You know, that red blinking light going. And Hear that, Stephen. They I kept, said that. If the camera's going to linger, it's for a reason. So it's like, the only thing I could see that was a, of significance was that red. Uh-huh. So I feel like he's going to be back and, and they're going to have to duke it out again. And, you know, hopefully, because I really was thinking that maybe they would kill Boba Fett off at the end. Oh, that would have been Boba cool. <laughs> it it, it could have it, it been a, a surprising end to the season, you know, that. That they kind of like instead of it being a debatable thing all these years, now they show yeah he got out of the silent but he's dead. <laughs> I was kind of worried. Oh my gosh. I, when I, when I got to the end of episode seven, that's when I, I had my very first kind of like uh, look back at the whole season at the right. very end of the episode. And at the end of the episode, I I was relieved for one thing 
because I didn't know where I was worried because of all the other things we've mentioned, like the mods and not seeing much going happening and then suddenly getting slave one and then kind of where's Boba Fett gone and, you know, all that stuff had come up. But finally we got to look it back and we kind of like, yeah, we have a different Boba Fett, but it's kind of cool. I kind of like the changes. I kind of like why he's a different Boba Fett that his whole time with the Tuscans is like the coolest stuff in the, 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 the season. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm, I was relieved. I was like, I was, worried. I was worried for the longest time how they were mm-hmm. going to handle it. And for me personally, I feel, you know, it does affect me in some ways because, you know, I'm associated with that character. And so mm-hmm. if it's bad feeling towards the character, it reflects on me and, you know, it shouldn't, but. You still have that ownership or the partnership with the character. Dude, that, yeah, yeah. that would have killed me more than Cad Bane dying. If Boba Fett would have died, <laughs> I think he's going to be back though. Captain. I, I think because, you're right because otherwise, I, I'm really upset that they didn't have more of him earlier on in the season with the Syndicate. Like, if you're going to introduce him right at the end, uh, why? I think only because he's going to be back. I totally and, agree and, with you. and I can't wait for him to come back. Right. You and me both. You and me both. Yeah. yeah. So when 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 he came walking up to do the showdown, I was like, oh crap. I don't want this moment yet. You know, I mean, do I want this moment? Yes, I want the moment. Yeah, losing do, one or the other, yeah. Right, but I I don't want it now, <laughs> you know? I'm like, that means one of them's got to die, and I don't want either of them to die. We haven't seen enough of Cad Bane yet. So, yeah, I had the same feeling, and then, uh, you know, I didn't even notice the red blinking light. Somebody else had pointed it out after the episode aired, and I'm like, oh, you're right, because it, it didn't start blinking until... That moment we, you know, Boba Fett, you know, smashes him in the chest and then it starts blinking. It's like, ah, you're right. So I think what it is, is that's signaling the little droid. Uh, was it Toto or I forget what the droid's name was, that little droid that goes around with him in Clone Wars. I think it's signaling him to come save him. Also, if you remember that the very last moment with uh, Cobb Vanth in the back to tank. Uh-huh. So he's obviously pissed. So <laughs> he's got, a, he's got, a, he's got. If he ends up killing Cad, it'll be justice. Well, yes, you, you know, I, you know what we're gonna get with Cobb Vanth, don't you? We're gonna get RoboCop in Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> he's gonna get modded. He's RoboCop. Getting... RoboCop. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. I'm aiming that one. That's my aim. Mark it here. It's Mark. Marked it here. RoboCop. I love, oh, I love it. it. RoboCop. Yeah. Got it. Oh. We totally should put a meme on that real quick. Darn right. <laughs> yeah. the, the droid is named Toto360. Aha. Toto. Toto360. Toto okay. Yep. Thank you, Megan. Uh-huh. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. RoboCop. Well, I, I like the actor. Um, I'm like I'm, I. I was sitting there going, "I've seen him in Justified. I know how fast of a draw he is." And I'm thinking, and I was telling Mike, "Ain't no <laughs> well, we way." We argued with, over that. We argued about who's going to be faster, Cad Bane or, or Sheriff Cobb. And I was like, "Oh, Sheriff Cobb." What Sheriff uh, Deadwood? He was in Deadwood as well as the sheriff. Oh. I, I never right. saw Deadwood, but I'd heard that. Yeah, that was oh, the case. Put it on your list to, to watch. Okay, it, it takes a while to get used to the language, 
they spoke differently, almost like in verse. It's, it's, it's a bit uh-huh. oh. into the lingo. Interesting. And then you get you just get taken along for the ride. Ah, okay. So, but yeah, you should watch the good. series first before the movie, right? Yes. Oh, there's a yeah. movie too. I didn't. Didn't it made that. a movie, yeah, kind of like to sum up a lot of things. Oh, right. kind of like Firefly and Serenity, then. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Uh, but there's, gotcha. there's three seasons uh, of Deadwood. Amazing. Okay. Yeah, we got and ripped off okay. with we got ripped off with Firefly. We only got one season. Yep. <laughs> oh, there's. Sorry, there, I'm distracted. My wife's giving me a message because she's going heading out the door. <laughs> That's my wife, Kelly Cross. She's. <laughs> She, uh, she's out to run errands. <laughs> That's funny. Right. Um, I, I, uh, is it Timothy Oliphant? Yes. And I, man, I really like him in Justified. I, I haven't made it through the whole series. I'm only in the first season of Justified. And um, I really like him. I really like that character. And, um, but when I could see how fast he was there, I was like, oh, I'm like, this is, I, I was laughing because I was like, oh, he's going to be, he's going to beat Cad Bane. We got to see how fast he is. He's, but then I was like, well, so I agree with you. We're going to see RoboCop and dispense justice on Cad Bane. I would like to see that. Yes. So we'll have RoboCop Cobb versus Eddie from Iron Maiden because, because, uh, Cad Bane reminds me of the Stranger in a Strange yeah, Land yeah. version of of yeah. Eddie. <laughs> yeah, the gaunt face. Yeah, I wish he's a bit more gaunt. He's going to be like chubby cheeked a little bit. Yeah, I, <laughs> you know, I was wondering what you thought of his look in live action. There was there was a lot of people that were really down on on his look. I liked it. I thought it was chubby. good. He's a bit chubby. Yeah, well, you know, he's his old guy. Yes, yeah, sure. He is much older. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. It so, should have really be looked. So when he said, you know, you know, when they had this kind of back and forth, you know, Boba Fett's aging. You know, we've seen him, and mm-hmm. so it, I would have preferred obviously look, but mm-hmm. still, so was let, cool. still was cool. Mark, let me ask you this: Was that total digital the way they did Cad Bane? Oh, that's a good question. <clears throat> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, it's it's I just got so good at look. making things realistic that it could be a you know a, a mask <laughs> or at least part of it you know. Uh huh. So I wondered. I want to get your opinion on that. It's easier. The, the more you can make practical, the better. So even if you just could do the the top part of the face and, and just do the mouth separate, you know, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. So but it's, it's mm-hmm. such well, so well articulated. It looked like it could have been like you know fake teeth. And makeup around the lips, and then prosthetic. You know, oh, those teeth—that was something else, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm not it, sure. It looked good. So yeah, too, I was wondering, too good to be, uh, you know, unless it is you know captured because they can capture. True. So my Face wife commented, "We all get chub- we all get chubby as we get older." <laughs> this this is true. <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, right. <laughs> Right, that's what my midriff says. Now, oh man! Now, Mark, I- I'm curious. What did you think of Grogu's choice? <clears throat> well, it just means that he's going to be part of season three Mandalorian, so it's a good thing, you know. And also, mm-hmm. you know, 
we don't hear anything of a second Yoda in the uh, sequels. So, and we don't have any kind of like idea of any kind of, you know, that there was any kind of character that was uh, another Yoda at any point. Right. Uh, right. I don't know. Um, it didn't fit into the follows. And I mean, either he must have died between that time and the sequels. And it would have been, so I'm glad the way he chose. Okay. Okay. See, and now. He did a great last shot, you know, of him in the. Yeah, except it kind of felt like Luke just kind of tossed him in the X-Wing. Fine, you didn't choose me, you little snot. I'm going to send you back to Mando. <laughs> uh, in some ways, you know, it's kind of a bit weird, but but it's kind of a, it's a cool reveal. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because I loved seeing that X-Wing coming into Mos Eisley. Uh, sorry. Oh. Uh, yeah. No, Mos Espa. Yes. Um, Docking Bay 90. Yeah. Yeah. That was just great seeing it flying in. I was like, that's that's why I watch these shows to see those kind of shots. Well, any time we can see the X-Wing, uh, you know, it's, oh, gosh. Yeah, just even flagging it in. It was like, oh, thank you, thank you. And then I, I loved, uh, uh, oh, gosh, I can't think of her name. Um, oh, gosh, what is her name? The the actress, the yeah, girl, well, the, yeah. the lady that was... I, I date Jawas yeah, for a living. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> States them for a living? She didn't say that. <laughs> That's Amy Solaris. She did a Foxy Loxy's voice. Oh. This, is my, this is one of my characters that I uh, was a lead animator for. Oh, cool. Oh, Disney. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was a lead yeah, for, for Chicken Foxy Little. Goosey Lucy, yeah. But oh, Amy Solaris cool. did the voice. Well, I love it when really? she she comes running yeah. up to the X wing and she's like, "I just got my such and such a license, and or, you know, or just applied for it, and blah blah blah." And I'm sure most of that is improv because half the stuff she did for Foxy Luxy was improv. Oh, I, I'm sure. I'm really? sure it was. Yeah. She's fantastic. She, I, you know, I really, really like that character. I think she is so much fun. Um, she, she just brings a lot of comedy to to Boba yeah. Fett and Mando and. I love and her and the her and the uh, uh, the major domo guy. <laughs> oh gosh! Oh my god! Oh yeah! Um, How do you feel about there's, him? There's some comedy to be had with those. Oh things. gosh! Okay. <laughs> yeah, when yeah, I, I felt there was a slight love connection between her and him, and when I yeah. saw that, I said, "I think I'd rather date the Jawa," and I thought that was weird. <laughs> because <laughs> i just i don't like i mean oh the the actor is fantastic i'm not i'm not knocking yeah, the yeah. Actor. He, has a, he has a great joy a job of you hating him just like right. uh, the guy did for joffrey in game of thrones yes very good hate joffrey such great acting you know yeah yes. so uh, that's, that's always the the the, the fear of uh, taking roles like that of playing bad guys is that you play them so well, people think that you are really, you know, an evil person. Yeah. It's, isn't there a joke that all British actors are the best <laughs> at playing <laughs> villains? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in Bond movies, anyway, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, now, that's another question. You you being British, um, did you get a call with the mods? I know we, we talked a little bit about the mods, and I think we're all agreed we didn't... That was not our favorite part of the the season at all. Um, but did you get did you get a feeling that they were supposed to represent the the mods from the sixties uh, British well, culture? It felt very quadrophenia. Yes, because you know, even the bikes. Yep, 
Yep, that's what so, I thought. Which is kind of funny because uh, I was in a, a a drama group uh, when I left school, uh, just kind of like after hours, or as I was leaving school. And uh, one of the jobs was to go down to a recording studio and do a crowd for Quadrophenia. Oh, really? Cool. Very cool. Like background, you know, Foley kind of, I guess, you know, crowd stuff. I, I'm a big yeah. Who fan. I, I love the Who. They are one of my favorite. The Who is my Beatles. What did you say, Mark? I'm on the, jam, the Jam. The Jam? Yeah. I don't know the, the Jam. The 80s. 80s mods. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Paul Weller. You never heard of him? No. Nope. Okay. Say I have. Check out The Jam. All right. All right. This is on Spotify or something like that. Well, see, see. I got to see The Who in 1989 at Bush Stadium for, I think that was their 25th anniversary tour. And, man, that was one of the best concerts I ever saw in my life. <laughs> Absolutely love The Who. Roger Daltrey, yeah. Yes. Yes. Roger Daltrey, Pete Townsend. Oh, gosh. They're amazing. Still love them today. <laughs> 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 yeah, they they are definitely my Beatles. I I yeah, Beatles nothing. The Who, yes, love the Who. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big Beatles fan, so I grew up with Beatles, and and she didn't like the Rolling Stones, so I wasn't allowed to like the Rolling Stones. Oh wow, <laughs> that's funny. Because I guess it was a is a Beatles versus uh, Stones, Stones. Thing yeah thing in England at the time. So sixties. So you had the Beatles versus the Stones. Was there a was there a Who versus the the Beatles or was I don't know, I don't think so. You don't think so? I think hmm. Who outside of that. That was a different kind of band. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like music. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, it's, it's its own phenomenon. Yeah, sure. Sure. Huh. Oh well. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, now um let's go back to Grogu for a second. We have all sorts in this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we we rabbit trail all the time, you know. It's, it's squirrel, rabbit squirrel. Trail. What's what's squirrel. going on? Over here? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I want to go back to Grogu for a second. I have a theory with Grogu. Um, I think what we just saw was basically the same thing we saw in Empire Strikes Back. I'm I'm gonna say it as George Lucas says. It's like it's like poetry. It it rhymes. Um, <laughs> so. I think what we just saw was the moment when Luke starts to feel uh, the pain of of Han Solo being tortured, and he's he's like, "Look, I gotta leave. I gotta help my friends." And Yoda's like, "Leave, leave now. You you help him, you may, but you know you're you're leaving your training behind. Blah blah blah, and you will not become a Jedi." I think we just got that same moment with Grogu. And I think what we're going to see is Grogu is going to go off and be with Mando. And he's going to do a few things here and there with the Force and be able to do a little bit more than what he had done in Season 1 and 2. But I think Grogu is going to come to a realization that he still needs more training. He's not done. And I think at some point he will go back to Luke Skywalker, if nothing else, for a very short time. Right, right. So yeah, that's interesting. I hope so. That that's what I want to see anyway. <laughs> so yeah. maybe it's a wish list. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's your own head cannon you're trying to create. I see what you're doing. Well, I mean, we'll we'll so see. Yeah. 
We'll see where it goes. So, Mark, where do, where do you think the – I mean, obviously, because we got Mandalorian, two episodes of The Mandalorian here. Where do you think we're headed for season three for Mandalorian? Oh, good question. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I just I just feel like now he uh, has you know someone that he knows has, has his back. And so, uh, you know, mm. two people, Fennec and Boba, mm-hmm. yeah. and a place he can kind of call a refuge as well. So, oh, a um, home base, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I, you know, I didn't even think about that. So, uh, somewhere, somewhere you can re- safely return without having to worry about your ship, you know. We've already seen what happens when he leaves his ship, you know. Yeah. And it's not there, or half taken apart, you know. So, right. <laughs> yeah, somewhere, somewhere safe, he can, you know. He, he flew very nicely into that palace, didn't he? I mean, it, it felt like made made for his fight almost. Right. Yeah. Right. Hey, what where, what do you think of it? Where Slave One in there is kind of, oh, crap. Right. Oh, oh, <laughs> that thing, you know, so I don't know. What do you think of that new ship for for uh, Mando? I'm so glad that it is silvered like Mando. Nice. Uh, yeah. If it had been, uh, been yellow and silver, I'd have been, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it looks cool, cooler being beaten up. It's a bit more, you know, Millennium Falconish. You know, uh-huh. what a piece of junk. You know, it, we love these pieces of junk. We love the land speed, even though it's got you know exposed parts. Or oh whatever. yes, you know, mm-hmm. it's it, it's something that that we fall in love with. We fall in love with the the, the junkiness. You know, Slave One. It doesn't look like it's come out any kind of like you know. Car wash anytime recently, right? It's a pile of junk, you know, but we love these kinds of junk. So. I, but, I prefer the junky. I never was a fan of the very chromey look that they gave the ships in uh, Phantom Menace. Again, it's like you know, free from dust, even as landing in on mm-hmm. Tatooine. Well, now, now George Lucas, he he oh, gave it, a reasoning for the everything being so clean in the Phantom Menace and, and well, the prequels. Um, cause he was saying that was, you know, that was the time of wealth and, and, you know, it was a different time period than what we see in the, the, uh, original trilogy. And I, I like that. I, you know, I think it's cool. Cause for one thing, it, it, it distinguishes the prequel from the original t- trilogy, makes it its own thing. Um, so, and I think it makes sense that that time you'd have the, the cleaner, more pristine ships and such like that. Yeah. But. Remember when you in New Hope and you know it's the Rebel Alliance kind of they got together their decommissioned fighters. These are the old Spitfires no one uses, right? Like True. I wanted to see brand new X wings. Like good point. Like, like like they look like iPhones. They're, they're so clean. The white and red on them is like you can eat, yeah. eat breakfast off of them. Like, <laughs> the Y wings with all their panels on. Them. Oh yeah. Why we, but, but just like pristinely, like new and shiny, and like no scratched paint. It's like, oh my god, like wow! It looked like like a new car when right. you first get your car. How you love to oh, yeah. look at it before mm-hmm. you step in, yeah, before you open it up. You're just like, oh, right, you know, especially when it's clean, right? Or it's just <laughs> clean. You almost get appreciation that way. But I wanted to see that, and that was that was one of the biggest disappointments. I love the evolution of the trooper. You know? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I, but I would have thought that uh, you know I, I loved almost the it's almost like an evolution of the Star Destroyer as well. I wish it feathered more into it. 
than it did. Okay. But yeah. um, I was hoping to see that, you know, different kind of ships. So I agree. Chrome shows wealth. China shows wealth. But if you're going to land this Chrome ship right next to Moss Espa, <laughs> all this dust flying up in the air, make it dusty, you know? It's, it's got to be. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, like the mods. <laughs> Why is everything else dusty, but not this ship or the mods? Yeah. I, yeah, you're right. You're right. Now it, it didn't fit like part. Of the, it didn't feel part of the landscape or part of the world. True. In the same way as like the sand crawler does. You know, true. sand crawler fits into. You feel like it's traveled over Tatooine. But now, on the other hand, uh, the N one. Uh, what is it? The N one Naboo Starfighter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is from Naboo originally. So it, it's yeah. not from Tatooine. It it is a from a no, different planet. No. So no. Now I, I got to ask you though, uh, how do you feel about this ship? Because to me, I don't think it's practical for Mando. I mean, he, I don't see how it can fit any carbonized, right? Like what? That's all gone. Where's he going to put his bounties? Like, you want a ship like Slave One that has a nice big chunky body, you know? Right. It's got to be a Millennium Falcon that has storage, you know? It's got to be a freighter of some kind. Yeah, I mean, what's he going to do? Pull the carbonized uh, bounty behind him? <laughs> so maybe he needs Slave One to help him. Ah, okay. Maybe. I'll go for that. <laughs> <laughs> you you just want Slave One back. So do I. <laughs> that, that episode, episode four. Episode four is when I started to have hope. <laughs> wait, wait. Finally, I'm, I'm seeing an episode of what I was hoping to see some of. So we you know, we could say that you had a new hope? I had a new hope. Right <laughs> in the middle. Uh, and it was episode four as well. Uh, <laughs> good call. Good call. Oh, my gosh. That was I like great. That. I love I like it. that a lot. <laughs> uh, Everything fits. See? Okay, now I, I got another question. So yeah. the Slave One, how did you feel about the whole – Sarlacc pit and it being pulled down by the Sarlacc pit because somebody put up a great meme because uh, they showed they showed the the slave one being pulled down by the Sarlacc pit and then it says uh, Sarlacc pit had troubles pulling the slave one down but yet the Sarlacc pit also had troubles pulling uh, or no Sarlacc pit had no troubles pulling the slave one down but yet Sarlacc had troubles pulling Lando Calrissian into it, so, which makes Lando Calrissian the strongest person in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> I think it depends which tentacle, because he had different sized tentacles. True. Good point. Good point. <laughs> you know, it's it's like if you got, he's got he's not just one size. Is why should it be like an octopus? You know. True. Yeah. Size, jobs. And I think one it was more than one. I think it was more than one that was pulling it I, down. I didn't realize how much I wanted that until when I got it. And then I was I, the relief I felt afterwards. And I, I felt like unburdened. And so it was almost like I'd had a massage or something. Like, <laughs> I, oh, I didn't re- realize. I never thought I needed that as much as I, I guess I do or did. You, you, you felt like Tamara Morrison when he did the, the Polynesian spa commercials. Did you see those? <laughs> so after he finished uh, filming Book of Boba Fett, he went back home to New, New Zealand and he did yeah. some some commercials for this Polynesian spa in New Zealand. And it shows him in the spa and he's going, ah, oh, the Polynesian spa. 
<laughs> so that's what I picture you as with with that scene. <laughs> I did like the way he said. Uh, he kind of said, "I am Boba Fett." The way that the it was said in the special edition. Yes. Yes. I am Boba Fett. With even the emphasis on the T at the end. I yes. Am Boba Fett. Yeah. I, I really kind of like ah, thanks to. Thank right. you. <laughs> I don't know if you thought of that, but thank you. <laughs> you know, they pay attention to a lot of great details, except they don't pay attention to Trandoshan's feet. <laughs> yeah. There was, the thing is that the reason that we, you know, when we think about what you what you kind of sat through, you know, you sat through a few disappointments and then, and then something, and then the disappointment, disappointment, they gave you enough, They've done none of this. They give you enough uh, Star Wars goodies along the way that you you forgive them. You're like, okay, I, I forgive you. I love you again. <laughs> I love you. Again. Else. Okay, <laughs> I'm, kind of, I'm not happy about this, but I love you again. <laughs> I love it. They, they're very good at giving you that that fan service. You know, just those things, morsels, morsels yes. of visual goodness. Oh, mm-hmm. totally agreed. Like and the it, rancor on, on that tower. It's like you didn't realize. Until you got it, how much you wanted to see it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the Rancor, and then when I got Cad Bane, I was just like, oh. Yeah. oh I, I even, even the Destroyers I liked, the Silver Massive Destroyers. Oh, yeah. I was, oh no, what are they going to do with these guys? Mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of wish they'd um, expanded a bit more from just that T-junction. It's a bit more. You know, everything mm-hmm. kind of happened on that one but that's the that was the okay corral yeah 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 but then they had another one after that remember they, 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 oh the right outside so that's like, right okay yeah i would have i would have liked to have seen a bit more if they seen a rampaging through the city and he's like I, I and destroying the city and he's like that's when he feels even more like i want to save these people like because they, they mm-hmm. uh, and just small things like that but I really liked the fact that they were, were harking back to the destroyer robots or destroyer droids. Oh, those yeah. things were cool. With, but with a big band right. earlier at the back. And it, it, uh-huh. Nice. Well, it was very nice. And I, I loved how Mando couldn't just penetrate that with the Darksaber either. So it, it showed that the Darksaber can't destroy it just anything, you know, that it's those things were impenetrable. Um, I don't know. It could be that he has an evolution to go through in using it. Well, I I think he's because getting better. Well, she said to uh, the armor, right? That you're not, you're not, you're not going with it. You're, I am going with it. You're not listening, you're right? Not using it. So I think he has. I'm hoping that. He is clumsy at the beginning, and then he becomes this like master of this dark saber. And sure. you know, not only did he kind of uh, happen upon it, but was it meant to be because he becomes such you know, a master of it? I don't know. I, I think we could have uh, season three of Mandal- uh, Mandalorian. I'm hoping that we get, go back to Mandalore and, and have, see what's happening. Well, I'm happy with that. That was going to be yeah, my next question. Bo-Katan for back you. again and everything, you know. Well, who could who could get enough of Bo-Katan? You know? Well, that was going to be <laughs> that was going to be my next question for you because you know she makes the comment. She says, 
did you take your helmet off? And he's like, well, you know, we had the, we had the, uh, uh, the, the little, the, the, the son who, who, uh, yeah, I, I stole the cookies. Yeah. <laughs> that moment, <you> know, <laughs> that moment, I, I took the cookies from the cookie jar moment. And, and then she tells him this, I don't know, this thing, you got to go back to Mandalore and bathe in the, I don't even know what she said it was. So do you think yeah. we're going to get that moment? Is he going to go back and try to redeem himself? I'm hoping. You're hoping? Okay. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that's what the bulk of or the through line is. Because now, we, now we've, the whole through line for both the episodes, the first two episodes, uh, first two seasons, sorry, was the delivery of Baby Yoda, you know. Right. I, I feel obligated to find, to see this guy going where he's supposed to go. And that kind of carried us. That was the kind of and adventures happened along the way. Let's do this, you know. So then so do we go we back? Do we adventures go... along the way, but we have this overall thread of Dingerin reclaiming his honor, basically, or, or what? Now, it, it means a lot to him, obviously. It, it affected him. He was, wasn't happy, you know. Oh, yeah. So, like, and, and he was he was torn at that moment of whether to show his face or not, but he, you know, he did it twice, you know. He did it for a greater good. Right. I agree. I so agree. Uh, I, I hope he, for him to feel happier, I think he would have to do what the armor said and fulfill okay. that, even though it seems like a, an impossible task. And if Boba Fett can help him along the way, and so can maybe Yoda, then great. I, I'd love that to be where we go. You know? I have mixed feelings on the whole, you know, Mandalorians don't take their helmet off because part of me is like, well, how do they eat? How do they drink? Yeah. You know? How do, how do does... we just take it off in episode four? They just have to do it with, not in front of anyone. Or, you remember when he was with the tribe? Right. In, and so she, she left and he took his helmet off. We saw him. True. True. So, but... Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm hoping that through his uh, association with Boba, he kind of sees that Boba Fett, you know, you know, has his own honor system that isn't kind of limited to certain Cree kind of stipulations, and so maybe he kind of like loosens his reliance or his hold on the Cree. Maybe. It, he kind of sees Boba Fett's point of view in this a little bit more like a, a simple man making his way for the galaxy is all they really all need to be for somebody on his own that lives nomadically like he does. Gotcha. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. Now I saw Boba, I, a I, nomad in his travels can identify with, you know, these desert nomads. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's why he, I don't know, he seemed to assimilate with them very quickly. And I sort of really like it to seem like more layers or steps or things, lessons that he'd learn from them to make him a better warrior overall because he can use the gadgets. We know he can use a jetpack. We can use all his you know, weapons efficiently. And now he can use just a guffy stick if he has that to his, his disposal. If he hasn't got his helmet on, doesn't matter. He can, and we saw that with Cad Bane, you know. Right. So, right. yeah. Well, I, I saw a great meme that it shows it shows Mando and the armorer, 
And Mando says, or, or the armorer says, did you take your helmet off? And he says, yes. And she says, well, you can't be a Mandalorian anymore. And he goes, F you. I'm going to go, I'm going to go hang out with Boba Fett. So then it shows him with Boba Fett and he says, and then the, the armorer tells me I can't be a Mandalorian anymore. And Boba Fett goes, don't you have the dark saber? And he goes, yes. And he goes, tell her she's no longer a Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's the ruler now, right? Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, he's in, he's in a weird place, you know. He's he's in a conflicted place. He's kind of like in the place that Boba finds himself. Like I've done what I felt obligated to do. I've saved this town, you know. Even some things got destroyed, yeah, with my rancor and stuff. But anyway, <laughs> on, the whole, on the whole, everyone's happy. So, do you so, think yeah, I, I, I've got this responsibility? Am I happy with it? I it's going to take some adjusting. And I think, you know, Mandalorian has that as well. Do you think that Mando has seen the end of his bounty hunting days? I hope they do some works together. Oh, well, I want to too, but I mean, I want two Mandos doing, you know, like the prison ship. Like, wow. Like they can like when Boba was counting all the people in Jabba's palace, there's too many of them. You know, <laughs> But yeah, we, for him we, and Mando, we, I think uh, there's, there's, yeah, we could do this. You know, yeah, we went to Starsky and Hutch of Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to repaint the slave one red with a big white. Oh, somebody <laughs> needs to do that. Somebody so needs to do that. <laughs> yeah. uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You could do that. <laughs> that's your next painting mark that's your next painting slave one with the, the white yeah the white thing the starsky and hutch stripe the grand torino stripe <laughs> awesome okay. oh my goodness all right well we're reaching an hour and a half holy moly time flies time flies so um so now it's time to do kind of our recap uh of everything of or just our final thoughts so um uh i my final thoughts were it was a great show is a great episode i'm glad we have it um there are some things i really liked and some things i was like okay you know i can i can live with those and it does get me excited for the next season of mandalorian actually yeah as well so those are those are my th- my final thoughts uh who's next mark go ahead you're the guest okay uh, my final thoughts are that I didn't get the season fulfillment that I was hoping for, but mm-hmm. I got close enough that I'm relieved at where we settled. You know, I, I can live with where we are, uh, even though it isn't mm-hmm. the Boba Fett I was. I'm coming up with a different Boba Fett than we went in, but that's okay. I, I'm, I'm, he's growing on me, and it makes sense for him. You know, he, he's, he's done his time. You know, he's done years and years, and I hope we get a season of that at some point. Disney, okay? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, overall, relieved, and that's why I give it a four, four out of five, because uh, four out of five rank, rank calls. Because, uh, it, it, I, I, yeah, it's close enough. We could have been much worse. <laughs> yes, that's so true. It's, a, it's in the bullseye, but it's close enough that I, 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 I'm, I'm happy. I totally yes. agree. Um, so yeah, yeah, I I really enjoyed the season. Um, I, like like you said, there there are some there were some things that I think could have been done better, much more better. Um, but overall, I I I love Boba Fett. I love Fennec Shan. She's she's incredible. 
Um, I got mm-hmm. Cad Bane. I was so happy about that. And, and I, I got me a Rancor that, that acted like King Kong or Godzilla, which I never knew I wanted in Star Wars. So, you know, and then we got the buddy cop moment with Mando and Boba and seeing almost every gadget being used. I mean, even the knee rockets. I mean, I never dreamed we'd get the freaking knee rockets used, and, and we did. So... I loved it. I, I really, really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to Mando season three. Um, I can't wait to see what that brings. I am looking so forward to Ahsoka, her season. I'm hoping for some Luke, more Luke Skywalker appearances in that. And and right around the corner, we have Obi Wan Kenobi, which man can't wait for. So, um, and one last final thought. Trandoshans don't wear boots. Hashtag Trandoshans don't wear boots. <laughs> well, Mark, as always, uh, man, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, it's great having you here. Everybody, if you want to find Mark on the interwebs, as I jokingly call him, um, there it is. Nice. At... At oh. Boba Fett, A-N-H-S-E. So that's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. At Boba Fett, A-N-H-S-E. So I didn't put that on the on my subtitle for you there. Sorry. But I got Boba Fett, A-N-H-S-E. So uh, that's where you can find him. Hey, um, you mentioned something um, briefly before we started that you guys are getting ready to do a second season of... No disintegration. Disintegrations, yeah. Yes. Nice. Yeah, this it's going to be different. We, we it's in, it's almost been written. It's been written a couple of times, only because it's originally written in a way that we could shoot it with COVID. But now we don't have. We can write it how we Woohoo! <laughs> it's going to be more of a through story instead of okay. it being completely disjointed. They're oh, going to be small cool. pieces that work. But a, a through line, an overall arc of the story. There's going to be more characters. Uh, You're getting some other characters. Some I can't get, give any names away, but you see some familiar can, faces. Can you give us a hint? Okay. No, uh, I don't think I'm give anything away. Oh, okay. Sure. All right. All right. There's nothing definite yet. Fair enough. Fair uh, enough. More characters, and uh, not necessarily all from Slave One either. We're going to be different locations. Nice. Oh, fun. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Very fun. It's going to be a bit better. Instead of it just being the one shot, it might be a couple of shots put together. So it's going to be some small, probably like two minute shows. Yeah. That's Excellent. great. That's Excellent. great. I'm yeah. excited. <laughs> and yeah. make sure and check out uh, Mark's artwork that you, you you show a lot of your artwork on your channel on on YouTube. Yeah. Um, you show a lot of your mm-hmm. signings and stuff. And did you want to promote any upcoming conventions or anything like that? Yeah. Uh, I am doing the uh, Capitola Collector, Collector Con in uh, Santa Cruz on uh, March 6th. And there's going to be five Boba Fett's there. It's the first time they've had five Boba Fett's. Oh, cool. Convention. So history being made. Nice. History. Myself, I love it. Myself, uh, Dickie Beer, Daniel Logan, Don Bees, and John Morton. Oh, so wow. They, Very they cool. They could have got Tam. There would have been six, but yeah. it's going to be five. Yeah, it's too it's, bad Tam couldn't have been there. That would have been I cool. know. I know. I'm sure they tried. 
But uh, yeah, so there's that, and uh, San Antonio is March twentieth. Nice, nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully, sometime you get down to the Midwest and the St. Louis area. <laughs> yeah. And then also, don't forget uh, your cameo page. Oh yeah, uh, for yeah. those who do cameo oh, yeah. and all. Yeah, you find I've me on cameo.com. Yeah. Yep. And Mark, so the best thing about doing that thing is I get to wear the helmet every day. Every day, because there's always one to do. And so every day is an excuse to put the helmet on and and ham. So, you know, I, I find it the, the, almost the funniest job out there. So. That's awesome. Cameo.com, yeah. yes, if you want to shout out. Yes, those gonna, are great. I, yeah. I, I could talk forever, so I'm just going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, well, in all openness, Mark, it's been great to have you with us. Thank you. You're always so much fun. And, and uh, you're always welcome back on to talk more. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, I think you should watch it, binge watch it in one go. And okay. then I think there's a discussion then. All right. We'll let you know. We'll right. let you know. Sweet. Okay. All right. Well, Mike, I'll let you, I'll leave it to you to sign us out for this episode. All right. And this time I'll get the closing ready. So I'm ready for it. <laughs> right on. All right. Well, again, thank you so much, Mark. I, we appreciate having you on. Um, uh, I'm, I'm proud to say that y- you are a friend of the show and uh, we look forward to having you back. Maybe, maybe Mando season three, we could have you back and we could talk about that. That would be a lot of fun. Um, so uh, <clears throat> until then, make sure and check us out at twogeeksmike.com. That's our hub to everything Two Geeks in the, in the geekdom. Uh, you can get to our Facebook, our Kofi, and all of those pages and such. And merch page. Check out our merch page. we got some cool stuff on there. And until then, over and out, and may the Force be with you. Thank you for joining us today on the Two Geeks and a Microphone podcast. Tune in next week when we will have more news and reviews. Until then, 